Welcome into the Sports Insanity Podcast. Let's go completely insane, peeps! Sports fans, it is Monday, April 11th, and we're here to kick off game eight, inning one of the Sports Insanity podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. We have a lot to talk about tonight. We got MLB opening week recap. We got the Masters recap, and we have a somber note to touch on, but we'll get to that later in the show. But boys, bring yourself in. What's going on, everyone? Bill Murphy, good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time zone you are in. Good evening, Mark. Old Ops Guy Halpern, glad to be back. VP, DVR, Denny Boy Reginald, what is going on? Nothing much, guys, but hey, something happened last week. Opening day happened. Oh, a week delay from, you know, MLB's lockout. But hey, next two weeks worth the wait. Better late than never. Better late than never. It was a fun, exciting weekend. Yes, and let's get to it. So we'll start with the team in the Bronx, the New York Yankees. Bill and Danny Boy, you can take it away. Wow. What a strong start for the Yankees. What do you think, Reg? Overall, I, I thought it was okay. Um, it was um, obviously it was the back and forth affair a lot. Like the Yankees didn't score a lot of runs in, within those three games. Um, so, you know, obviously the big the big blows were the home runs. Stanton had a couple dingers. Rizzo had a couple of dingers. You know, it was, uh, of course, Josh Johnson with the walk off uh, in the first game. Like Welcome was, to the Bronx, Joshy boy. Welcome to the Bronx. Not a signature Yankee moment, but a uh, very good welcoming sight, though he did struggle throughout the rest of the series. Didn't really do too much after that. Uh, but I will say that it, it's, it was an okay start. I'm, I'm actually thrilled that the Yankees took two out of three. From Boston, you know Boston. You know they're coming in strong contenders for that division title in the East. So the fact that we're able to squeak out a couple of games, even though it's just the beginning of the season, uh, it's a promising sight that maybe this Yankees team, you know, they struggled Sunday. They they didn't. They left God knows how many men on base, fifteen I guess, and they didn't score a lot of runs. But welcoming sight that. They put a lot of pressure on the Red Sox, and the Red Sox didn't score too many runs. Pitching was decent. So got to work, work on things in the starting rotation. So overall, okay. I can't be mad. Yeah, I just have to say here, um, pit, yeah, what you were saying about uh, pitching, I think um, pitching has been relatively strong the first two games. I think the bullpen's been coming through. Well, the um, bullpen, bullpens had to come in like the fourth inning every time. So, 
you know, that which again is a huge, huge issue with the exam. Yeah, because um, if you gotta burn if you gotta burn relievers, that's not really a good sign. Yeah, like I want my pitchers to go at least five, make it into the six, so that it's not wear and tear on your bullpen. That's the thing that, that's been killing the Yankees these past few years is the wear and tear of the bullpen because these starters can't go six plus. It's like a it, it's a it's a lot for them to do all the time. So Garrett it, it is Cole. kind of frustrating. Gary Cole on Friday said, Gary Cole on Friday said, well, what messed me up is the game started four minutes late. No, that's, that's stupid. stupid. Listen, that, that's I love you, Gary Cole, but I've been critical of you, Gary Cole, but I still love you. But that's ridiculous. And listen, he only went four innings on Friday. He could He started off Rocky by giving up those three runs in the first inning. He started off Rocky. But I think once he found this rhythm, he did fine. Yeah, well, but, what was it? He gave up two runs on three hits in the first inning. Yeah, it was all it was that home run, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yes. Yeah. And he only went four innings. Like I think he could have went at least one more inning. Maybe I don't two. Know. I don't know. I mean, uh, he was he was he was he was okay. Like he wasn't bad, but I, I think holy at that he got time. bailed out. And, exactly, exactly, Mark. Yeah, and with the bats, I have to say, Giancarlo and Rizzo. They, and listen, my mom, shout out to Mama Murph. She's still upset about her boy, Luke Voigt, going to San Diego. But I'm like, but I'm like, I'm happier with Rizzo. I like Luke Voigt. Don't get me wrong. I like them. But I think Rizzo is just stronger when it comes to batting and and um and Voight and not Voight Rizzo and Giancarlo they hit home runs in the first two games of the season in two separate years the only other player to do that besides Giancarlo and Rizzo was my boy Henry Lewis Gehrig um and, and, you know, f- funny story about um, Rizzo, when I just said my mom was a big Luke, is a big Luke Voigt fan, when I said, eh, I might want to go get myself a Rizzo shirt. And my mom, let me just tell you, if looks could kill, if looks could kill, folks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I totally feel that for, for her. I mean, Luke Voigt was an awesome hitter, but ultimately he wasn't defensively. He wasn't as good as Rizzo was. Rizzo's were the others supposed to be. And um, I just want to say, as he's in San Diego, I wish Luke Voigt the best. Yeah, and I, I'm I sure wish him he, the best. He's gonna rake in San Diego. They're gonna love him as a Padre. And, but yeah, I think we're getting off to a relatively strong start right now, and I think it can continue. Like we got the series against the Jays this week, mm-hmm. which is gonna be a pretty tough series. Well, not the way they looked against Texas the other night, but but this is but I am satisfied. Like we, I wish we could have won last night. We're recording uh, this on uh, on Monday. We're recording this on Monday, so I wish they could have won last night. 
but yeah. Lakers can't be choosers. You can't be, you can't go 162 and 0. That is unfortunately true. And, you know, before we move on the, you guys, Reg, what do you think about the whole Aaron Judge situation? In terms of the contract? Because yes. I, know, I know they were negotiating Friday and they didn't come to an agreement. Um, and, and he wants like 10 years. And... Yeah, he wants a lot. You can't give him anything north of six years. This is me. Six years is more than enough to give him the guaranteed money that he deserves. If you give him anything more than that, then I'm sorry. That that's a terrible deal. For someone, we're stuck with him for 10 years. He's going to be 40-something, and we're going to be stuck with him? Like, come on. No. He, he wants Mike Trout, money. He wants a Mike Trout deal. He's never going to see it. No. He wants to be, like, a new franchise player. He wants to be, like, the next Jeter. He already is. He already is the oh. franchise player of the Yankees right now. You know well, Anthony Volpe comes up. Yeah, look, yeah. You, could, you could give him a six-year deal, guarantee him – most of his career in pinstripes. Mm-hmm. Who cares if he goes elsewhere? If you can guarantee that he's going to spend most of his career, in his prime career, yeah, where he could lead the Yankees to championships, that's all I matter. That matters to me. Look, and, and look, I, 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 of course, want a Derek Jeter like player, someone that spends 20 years with one organization, but it's hard nowadays. The mm-hmm. game has changed, the players. They're not in shape as as they used to be, not as quick as they used to be. They come and go, and of course, money talks. So you just gotta deal with it the way it is. Six years, he's it's more than enough to give him the guaranteed money he deserves. No, I I agree. Six, and I think the Yankees were offering him seven. The Yankees offered seven two thirty one, and he said no. That's too much money. Because yeah, exactly, and he said no to that. Imagine how much he actually wants. Exactly. That's why he. They're thinking he wants somewhere around fifty-five a year. You can't give that. No, you cannot you can't. give that. You but that's what I that. think. He wants a trout money deal, and he's not going to see it now. Um, you know, speaking out of the other team out of New York. The way Steve Cohen is spending money, it wouldn't friggin' surprise me if Aaron Judge can't come to a deal with the Yankees that Steve Cohen doesn't swoop in and say, there's our permanent right fielder for five, six years, like Dan's saying. I guarantee – no, no, no. I think you're right. I think if Judge doesn't reach a deal, if Judge and the Yankees don't reach a deal by the end of the season, I guarantee you Uncle Stevie over in, over in Queens – is going to be like, yes, yes, we want Aaron Judge. No, no. You're not going to make – it's no offense to Aaron Judge, but you're making an investment on someone every season finds a way to be injury prone for some reason. And it's it, – it, Aaron Judge is a tough call right now. Do like – I agree with Dan, maybe six years – yeah, or if even, even if you want to go seven years, seven years isn't the it's not my ideal, but it's not the worst. Ten years something, is t- something lower than that. You, you're not giving him eight, nine, ten years. It's not you can't give him like you know, you can't do the A Rod contract again. 
Well, yeah, and of course, in, you can't in, do the in, you know you can't do that contract again in in twenty twenty three dollars, especially with this inflation thing. Like my goodness, like it's going to be a disgrace. And you so, have to think if Aaron Judge wants that, can you think what Shohei Otani is going to want? So that deal, and, when that, and, when that uh, comes up, there's, and then there's that's just going to start the trend. Exactly, and there's talks in D.C. that everyone is in full belief. That Juan Soto is going to be the first half billion dollar man. I don't see that not being true. I, I mean, you you look at Juan Soto and the player he is for the Nationals organization, and he's just a monster. He really is, and it would not surprise me if uh, that is correct. So when we transitioned to the Nationals, they added series against the Mets. Uh, they dropped the final game of the series, but the first three games, Mark, got be pleased. Three, and oh, the Mets opened up against the Patchman's Nationals last week, and Patchy, you know, wasn't overly confident, and he had no reason to be. Tyler McGill, ladies and gentlemen, acted like Jacob DeGrom, coming out on the opening hey. day start, six innings, six strikeouts, from Tyler McGill, and he did not shy away from challenging players and challenging batters and coming in with that fastball that he loves so much. Going six innings was a very big thing on that opening day for the Mets because that gave the bullpen a little bit more rest considering you had to think with the Mets and injuries and not wanting to throw their big starters a lot. You know, they're going to have to rely on the bullpen. However, as we went on to Friday's game, the return of the animal, Max Scherzer, returns to the Nationals, got one of the biggest ovations I've ever heard on. I had to hear it through radio because Apple TV, who had it. And uh, same. Oh, geez, that was a disgrace. Oh. Never. Oh, my God. Uh, I couldn't wait to get Howie and Wayne on my. Ear. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I was like, no, no. And it was, I'm listening to it on the radio. I'm listening to Scherzer pitch. And I'm like, he, and I'm like, wait a second. Scherzer's given up a run. And these, these guys, uh, uh, the way everybody's talking, he's dominating. He's like, it's one nothing. You're losing. And then the Mets are ahead. Scherzer pitched again, six innings, six strikeouts. Wasn't overly dominant, but wasn't ineffective. Well, his yeah. team knows – well, his former team knows how to hit against Exactly. Them. Exactly. So, he went out, he pitched a great game, brought the Mets to 2-0. Uh-oh. What's going on here? Mets are 2-0. The Yankees were 2-0. New York team starting off good. Yeah. However, the Yankees couldn't keep up as they dropped the next one, but the Mets won again. <laughs> and he's going nuts. Oh, I, you got to love this team. And the game wasn't won by pitching. Pete. Polar Bear Alonzo with his first brandy. And this wasn't a monster home run by any means. This was a moonshot. This ball hung in the air for like about four or five seconds and then just came down over the wall. However, people swinging that shillelagh the moment he hit it and he said, it's gone. He didn't care. He's from the bat and he was walking around the bases. However, the Mets did drop their first game yesterday. Um, however, it was a good sign from Carlos Carrasco who pitched a great five innings after a rocky start, but pitched very well. The Mets hitting 
have been impeccable to start this season. Lindor, Mark, can do Kanaha has been fire to start the season. And he's literally almost cemented himself in the outfield. Old man Robbie Cano has helped out in his short time play and has not fought with Buck Showalter. However, well, well, I mean, did you be fair? Cano has had his good strings of managers. So got someone to hold him down, he'll be fine. Cano has contributed. However, something happened during this series that should have gotten control of quicker than it was. Mm, wow. Now, unfortunately, the I don't believe any of them were intentional. Right. I don't believe any of them were intentional. However, James McCann, Pete Alonso, and Francisco Little Andor were all hit with high 90-mile-an-hour fastballs up and around the face area, and no warnings were given. That's the thing I'm more angry about. Yeah, but what, what are you warning them? Well, the thing is, is that Kent, um, McCann and Alonzo were hit in the same night and there was no warning given. There has to be a warning or something so there can be no upwards of retaliation. However, like Dan said, as a good manager can do, Buck Showalter was bucking mad. And he went out and he stood up for his team like a good manager should do. And this is something the Mets have not had in the yes. dugout. A real manager, real baseball guy, someone who truly cares about his players. Exactly. Um, and Not the look, analytic guy. I, I loved it. <laughs> exactly. And I loved every second of it mm-hmm. when he came out and fought for his players. Because, I mean, I would be mad if I was a manager and two my, one player was hit twice and another one was hit. Yeah, I'd be mad too. Like, well, just, I mean, you got to be. I mean, it's still a, fa- I mean, a 90 mile an hour festival. Lucky for the Mets, yeah. neither Lindor, Alonzo, or McCann suffered any major injury. Yeah. When Pete Alonzo got up, it looked like he spit all red. So it looked like, oh my God. Yeah, he had a busted lip. Francisco Lindor had a, had a bruised jaw, and uh, Brian McCann had a, a pinched McCann. nerve in his neck. Right. So the Mets lucked out. Mm-hmm. However, in the overall series, seven Mets players were hit, and this is something that will be reviewed by MLB yeah. in order to make sure there's no retaliation. Yeah, ever. well, I, I want to be fair to the Nationals because the Nationals did say that the new baseballs were a bit tough to handle. Now, no excuses. You got you to control that pitch. But they were saying that the new baseballs, they were giving some time to control it. So, and that, that can be a factor. Uh, right. And I, and that's why I said they were not intentionally trying yeah. to do it. Which is why I don't get warnings. Like I can understand warnings if there was intent, but if you're warning just because the pitch has got away, like no pitches get away. Sorry. The Mets were hit. God knows how many times, but <laughs> you know, there's yeah. no need to. And I, I feel bad for a, a C-Shack. Unfortunately, he had to be tossed out of the game after the right. The hit on but it happens, you know. Patchy, what's your take on this? It's hard because sometimes it happens. The baseball gets away, but to have three fastballs go up and in towards the head, there might be a little intent behind that for some reason, and you you shouldn't think that. But you can't tell me that three baseballs going up towards the head 
there's not something well, the, fishy there. Well, the intent is to throw inside. Like they're trying to make them rattle a little bit. Like the right. pitchers do this all the time. However, you got to respect what Chris Bassett had to say. When he was put on the spot by SMY reporters, asked him, what, what is your take on getting hit? He said, he said, I don't care who you are. Your number, your name means nothing to me. Whoever you are, I'm coming at you. He's not afraid. He doesn't care. If he by accidentally hits you, okay, fine. He's not saying he's going to intentionally hit you. He says he's not out there to throw against the best players in the world. He's out there to win games. So he doesn't Absolutely. care who's at the plate. He's not going to play Barry Bonds and walk him every time. Even though I would walk Barry Bonds every time. <laughs> <laughs> you would walk him every time, Mark. Barry Bonds. Uh, unless, that's, that's if I had a five, if I had a five-run lead and the bases were loaded and Barry Bonds was coming up, yeah, I'd intentionally walk him for the run to come in. Got to and they the did, Bill. And they and, and you know what pitchers have done that too. On a side note, walk Barry Bonds with the bases loaded. It's happened a few times. Which is why he should be in the Hall of Fame. That's another conversation for you. Oh, hold it. Take for a different day. Yes. My take on, but on the flip side for me, still, you know, try. It's 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 a hard take, but maybe MLB needs to look at the baseballs. Just if the Nats are saying, let's look at the other games. How how many other players were hit during the week? How many hit players were there? Uh, there was somebody on the Sox who got uh, drilled. And I think the Sox were talking about and I, th- and I think the Sox were talking about that, about how there should be a little bit of stick allowed or whatever. And, <laughs> yeah. But, you know and what? then all we're going to see is pants down in New York time again. Yeah. <laughs> who doesn't want that again? But, um, but, you know, but, 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 you know, on the Nats side, you know, hey, drop the first three, we get a win. Bell, Cruz, Soto, home runs, all moon shots. Yeah, they're all bombs. Like, they're, oh yeah, they're, those are really nice shots. So yeah, those were know, boom. So the the three people that you folks need to uh, do well, they're so far doing pretty good. Uh, Nelson Cruz, who had a great Sunday. Uh, yes, I'll have to say he, he was terrific around the bases, and um, he he helps to hit pretty well. So unbelievable for a guy who's forty one years old. Yeah, totally. Um, Good for him. Some surprises this week. The Colorado. Can we break up the Rockies for a second here? They took the series from the Dodgers. I, I haven't. I, I haven't even texted the Zolman. Oh, get out of here! That. <laughs> no, it actually happened. Yeah. So the Rockies are uh, tied for first place so far in the West. Sandy. Who had, who had that prophet? <laughs> not me, not me. Uh, obviously it will change but uh hey colorado good job so mark have you you haven't texted zoles yet no you kidding me i'm not i'm not even ballsy enough because i know what the answer i would get was it would be dude it's freaking the first series what the hell are you bothering me for no he he'll, wouldn't be wrong you'll get he this too wrong. though what you'll probably get this too from him oh i will say just how about Vlad Jr. the other day? Four, it's like 460 feet, 119 off the bat. Just, it was guy. like bink, bye. Like bink and it landed. I don't know whose was more impressive. Was it Guerrero's or Stanton's? The one Stanton hit, I think, was in the second game. That when he hit it, it was like from the all-star game of, 
like about seven years ago. This was a monster shot in the second deck in uh, Yankee Stadium. I'm talking, uh, I'm just talking about exit velocity, like 460, 118 miles per hour off the bat. And that's all Vlad Jr., who looks healthy as can be. Unbelievable. Just, I I still have him for AL MVP this year. I agree with that. I wouldn't be totally surprised if he won AL MVP. He's good. Yes. Any other notables from this weekend, guy? Uh, Guys. Congra- uh, congratulations to Seiya Suzuki, first uh, major league home run, oh. <sighs> making a huge impact so far for Chicago Cubs. And the beautiful Cubs. I mean, got you got you got to hand it out to them. Jason Hayward, everybody got a hit. He yeah. finally got a hit in an opening. Finally series. got a hit. He finally got a hit. Yeah. So the Cubs, they go two one against Milwaukee, and then uh, they go to face Pittsburgh. And another thing, finally, and we've been we've been killing for this to happen, but the umpires now announced the replay review, <laughs> and oh my goodness, how much drama! <laughs> I want to know who wrote the script for it. Because right. you know there were people, you know, these guys have to sound professional. It can't be, well, after further review on the play. No, <laughs> they actually had to get together as a writer's group for this. Yeah. So also, they, I love... Oh, I'm sorry, Dan, go ahead. No, I was about to, I was about to say in Toronto, like it was the major theater. Because yeah. the way the crowd screened when they... Uh, Announce that the runner is safe at home. Yeah, great. I have two things to touch on. Um, one, I love the new technology being used for catchers to communicate with pitchers. That's another good thing. Yeah. Yeah, I had fingers to use back in the day with white uh, white out on the tips. Hey, Mark. Yes, the old the old trick. When I didn't know what I wanted to throw, it was just this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So was that like okay? Surprise me. Pretty Change much, up. pretty much. And then on across the pond, if you guys didn't see this, um, Japanese pitcher Roki Sasaki threw the 16th perfect game for the Japanese league. Nice. With oh. with 19 strikeouts. Good oh, for and him. He, and he's only wow. 19 years old. Oh my God! Damn, please, now. please don't wow. Steven Strasburg or Matt Harvey him, please. Japan, uh, America, America. Come here now. Come on. Get Steve. over here. Oh, Steve Cohen. Go <laughs> get him now. Hey, Hal Steinburner. Yeah, right. Hal ain't spending money. Brian <laughs> uh, Cashman, you know the, redeem yourself here. You want to know something funny? A good, a good stat that I learned on opening day that I didn't know, that back in 1991, the Oakland A's, had the highest payroll at $33 million. Oh, my God. However, they still have the same payroll as today. <laughs> also, real, also uh, that perfect game, the first one in 28 years for the wow. Japanese League. Mm, okay. By Hiromi Makahara on May 18th, 1994. So okay. just a little bit after me and Bill were born. Yeah. Hey, it was a good year. Wow, but yeah, that is interesting. The thing you brought up about the A's payroll, like it hasn't changed since. Like, 
because and, and of course you know are that money's worth way more now than oh absolutely so, so really it just shows goes to show you like how broke and broke and broke that franchise keeps getting like they got nothing but that's the case and if you go and take a look at the too. payroll if you go look at the payroll guys play player on that time with ricky henderson so and he, he's a damn good player yeah proved it more than enough yeah but I'll, Kill him I was, like him. All I know is anybody who's into baseball cards better start collecting Chicago Cubs and breaks or everything because they're going to be fire in about two months. Mm-hmm. Yep. The first Suzuki cards will come out after June. They're gonna the be same, nuts, way they right? did, same thing they did with Otani. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. You are listening to the Sports Insanity Podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. Make sure to like us on Facebook by searching SIN Sports Insanity Podcast. And also follow us on Twitter by searching at SIN Sports Insanity. And now back to the bottom half of the inning on the Sports Insanity Podcast. Now that we're done with the diamond, it's time to head to the driving range. And Mark, you can take this one away. We had a little bit, we had a little tournament happen this past week. Uh, that he, had had pro- probably, I would say, one of the best masters in a while. It was one of the more entertaining ones due to the weather, to say. But the ending was fun to watch. So, for all of you who don't know, the 19th hole with Ross the Caddy Mason and myself premiered last week for the opening of the Masters. And all eyes were on the bangle in the room, Tiger Woods returning his practice rounds were watched by the most people in the last 10 years at any other practice round. He ended up being in 49th place at the end. His first round was very good at a minus one, but whether his age, he is not what he used to be. It's time for him to say, after this year, I'm done. He is committed to playing in the British Open at St. Andrews. He will play at the U.S. Open. And then after that, he is not doing any more round-year circuits. He has said he will only do majors if invited. So that's – I'm happy that he at least is saying it that way. Doesn't he have, like, lifetime access to, like, all these major exactly. tournaments? But now he can be his son's caddy. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. He could be his son's caddy, and what better caddy for his son than the Tiger? There was some great moments. I mean, Scotty Scheffler, congratulations, minus 10. And Scheffler owned it from round two throughout the end. 
Scheffler took the worst weather day in the world and turned it into his advantage and shooting a minus six on that day. And then just adding to it little by little was all he needed. Even though Rory McIlroy did give him a nice run for the money on the final day, especially going from one bunker into the next, then to just easily, I mean, to birdie your way to end it though. What an ending for Rory. But there were two beautiful shots. One, Jacqueline Neiman on, on the par five on the six hole launches a shot about four or five yards past the pin, had a, so much backspin on it, it goes back up the slope of the green and rolls in for a birdie. It was beautiful. What a shot. And then, of course, on 16, Stewart Sink takes the club from his son on his birthday, goes up to the ball, addresses the ball, hits the ball, hit the most perfect shot in the world to the right of the green. Let's just watch it roll right in. Stewart Sink is now Masters legendary with the hole-in-one on the 16th. What a Masters it was. Like I was telling you about that shot, I'm watching in my hotel room while my friend, my mother and my other friend are talking, and they're just, and I'm like, I see, I see the ball hit, like you said, hits the green, goes down the slope. I'm like, go in the hole, go in the hole. And then it goes in the hole. I'm like, I just watched that live. I can yeah. take that to my grave. I watched the hole in one live. It's that green is the one green where you want to be high and right. He, everyone was hitting, ended up coming on the other side of that slope would roll off, end up in that bunker in the deep fringe. When that ball was hit and you saw the arc where it was going, I was like, oh, he's going to be in great position when he lands. And then I'm like, get legs, get legs. <laughs> and then it did, and it's rolling in, and I couldn't believe it. So congratulations to Stuart Sink on the hole-in-one and Scotty Scheffler. I mean, PGA is currently yours. You won the biggest golf event in the United States. Yeah, and, and he's talking. He's walking. He's talking and walking it. Like, he's yeah. like, what, how many? Four? This is, this, well, this is his first major. Right. This is his yeah. first major, but now he's 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 going to be seeing Tiger Woods type money on endorsements. And yeah. he is a with a, you know, a batch of nice young golfers. Him, Cor, um, Colin Marikawa, Hideki Matsuyama, Cameron Smith. This is going to be a fun year to watch golf for all I mean, of you who can actually play the sport. Even throw M in there because M hung in there too. Yes, Sanjay M finished at minus five. He was your leader for the first day, but wind and weather kind of took him out as well. But if you want to hear more about golf, come check out the 19th hole where it's nice, fun, and relaxed. Yes. All right. On a different note, something else starts up this week. A certain league is now reborn that went away for a little bit and is now starting back up. The USFL is back. And you know what? They have some great new concepts. And Mark, you and me were talking about this the other day. The first down, getting rid of the chains and going to (laughs) – 
what virtual video we'll, virtual we'll video yes uh, virtual video instead of the chains it's going to be it's going to be marked by a computer it's going to be a new cat for the nfl basically they're being used as the guinea pigs Get so are they breaking the chain the chain they, they, they is your new name the pun master i didn't tell you you got permission to make fun <laughs> i gave myself permission i don't know that's kind of um hard to give yourself permission to be the pun master. I'm, I just, come on, that was on the tip of my tongue. I had to. It was on the tip of your tongue. We got, why, what, what, eight teams in this new league now? Eight teams in the USFL. And with everything going on, I can't even think about covering another sport. So I have a great idea, Patchy. We got a guy who likes to vlog. I say we give, Bill, we'll discuss this off, off canon. All right, let's um, we'll we'll talk about it. But USF USFL is back. We got the New Jersey Generals, Birmingham Stallions, Houston Gamblers, Michigan Panthers, Philadelphia Stars, New Orleans Breakers, Tampa Bay Bandits, and the Pittsburgh Maulers. Kicking off off Saturday, which would be the 18th, I believe, of my math, 16th. Thanks, Bill, for the quick correction off the tip of your tongue. I don't know how you know that. No prob. I know everything. <laughs> what's the what's the meaning of life, Bill? The meaning of life? Watch We're Monty Python. No sermons. No sermons on SI. Watch no Monty sermon. Python. That's all I'm going to say. Kicking off Saturday, we got the Generals and the Stallions. Generals will win. Hopefully. It's it's the original, it's the one original name that I'm so glad that is returning at least. Yeah, well, a lot was, of them are a lot of them are returning. Did you see uh, yeah. Gamblers? Yeah. Well, yeah, no, but the generals was just that's what I thought WFT was gonna become. Not the yeah. commanders. Take <laughs> the name that actually did well, the generals. Exactly. So yeah. So yeah, so some spring football is in the air. I have to ask, is this going to be our NFL substitute for the next couple months? No. No. You kidding me? The draft is in 18 days. But who's counting? I already started working on that. (laughs) Because the draft is now completely flipped, and we'll get into that uh, as we get closer. But Yeah. I I mean, look, I'll watch USFL here and there. I'm going to be real. I'm just like the XFL. I'm just going to be a casual viewer. Exactly. I'm with you. I'll check it out. I'd like to check it out. And I'm I'm sure it's going to be popular enough where it's going to continue every spring. And then they're going to be used as the guinea pig. Both leagues are going to be used as guinea pigs for when the NFL wants to change the rules. Exactly. Especially with their CBA coming up this year. I think the XFL would have been fine if a pandemic didn't happen. Because the XFL was doing great. I, I, I said this, I was reading this, St. Louis was getting ready to open up their second deck in the stadium. Because wow. everyone was excited that football was back in St. Louis. Hey, hey, hey maybe if, there, if there's a good turnout in St. Louis, you never know. You know the NFL's trying to expand. You know, there you go. You have a team. team. All you got to do is elevate them. Right, and this is going to be a vaulting platform for a lot of players who couldn't make it through the draft or whatever right. to show what they can do and Both maybe get, yeah and get calls up to nfl caliber invites stuff like that absolutely and then also at the nfl i think the nf i i saw this as a it might have been a rumor it might have been 
a fake thing, but apparently the NFL is pushing for flag football in the Olympics too. Oh, that'd be interesting. It's being talked about. Yeah. I was reading the article on that. Uh, at least you wouldn't have to really worry about the NFL Saints sending your, your top players to get slaughtered, at least. Well, but it's supposed well, to be three on three competitions. That's it. Which, which, which would be fun. Would be fun to watch. Yes, I'd watch and yet, that. And, and yet, we can't get bowling as an Olympic sport. But that's a debate for a different day. That's yes. That's a different different day. And then also, the XFL is back in the news. Apparently, their new logo is controversy with. The women's U.S. soccer team or one of the U.S. women's soccer teams? Megan, the, the most famous one of them all. Yeah. Megan claims that they stole her design and logo. Yeah. And now it's being investigated because she's filed a cease and desist against them right now. And, and let's be real. Pino is a very popular yes. know, football player across the world. So mm-hmm. obviously she's going to get a lot of attention because – yep. She's and on that's what very, she wants. Yeah, exactly. Because because she's on very famous soccer team. So, my point is, what was the, the the point of rebranding the XFL logo when you had a noticeable logo already? That's a good well, point. You had I, until uh, the longest yard was made, so they didn't want it to be related with uh, prison mentality. Mm. Understandable. All right. they'll, come, they'll come around. The Rock yeah. is a very smart guy. They'll, they'll come. Oh, around. absolutely. He's the Rock. He's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. All right. On a on a somber note, I'll let Danny Boy take this one over with yeah. Mr. Haskins. Yeah. Uh, it, this is a just a terrible story. Uh, this happened on Saturday. Um, Dwayne Haskins. He was uh, on a highway. He's crossing and got hit by a dump truck and uh, mm-hmm. that ultimately ended his life and it's a it's devastating because he had his second chance at Pittsburgh and Steelers were giving him a chance to grow as a matter of fact he was down in Florida uh, that's where he was, he was killed he was down in Florida training with the Steelers to get ready for the season try to establish chemistry and uh Unfortunately, his life was taken away so, so so soon, far too young of an age, 24 years old. You know, I'm a I'm 20, I'm about to be 27 in like three weeks. And it hits me hard when I see someone in their 20s lose their life. You know, it's such a horrible accident. And you know, and of course, someone in the public eye is doing Haskins was. You know, it's uh it's just devastating, devastating see happen uh, uh, my my thoughts are with the his family the Pittsburgh franchise and everyone that knew him, Ohio State um, you know, everyone that knew him like they they all had good things to say about him yes they did so it's very tough old ops guy you know Dwayne Haskins you know when he came up and you know he's great at Ohio State uh Watching him that first year, you know, we were really hoping, and it was just like watching the same thing with that happened to RG three, and you know, it, it's like Washington has just a bad luck with drafting quarterbacks. Haskins, as Dan said, did have a great chance with Pittsburgh, and this is a very tragic story that's still being investigated. 
uh, for a lot of uh, reasons. And it's, it was just absolute shock. So uh, prayers out to the whole Haskins family. Uh, I just want to say this is a uh, very terrible tragedy. I know Torrid been said, like, you had someone who just had so much potential and just had so much ability to be a big star. And, you know, what? It, it's just a really – it was a really sad weekend for the NFL and all football. And as old ops guy and Danny Boy Reg said, our thoughts and prayers are with his family – his friends and his teammates and all those who love them. All said, Bill. Thoughts and prayers out to Dwayne Haskins' family and friends that are in a troubling time right now. And okay. hopefully, and hopefully there, hopefully there's some light to the end of this investigation on why he was out on that highway. Yeah, and of course, you know, everyone over here in DC, they're very very shaken up about this, you know, using a DMV local. So, you know, he, you know, again, didn't quite pan out in Washington, but they rooted for him. They wanted him to do well. And he was always a good guy. There was never a bad, never a bad word about him. Never. No, you're 100% right there, Dan. So it, 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 it was tough this weekend to, to see that happen. And, uh, hey, what's up, brother? Hopefully you're doing well on the other side. Yeah. All right. We have reached the end of game eight. Anyone here on the Sports Insanity podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. To learn more about us, read our blogs, see the vlog that Bill has going on, you can go to the website, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork.com. And Danny Boy, where can they find us on social media? So if you go on Twitter, you can search our podcast at SIN Sports Insane. And if you want to search our Twitters at S Insanity Real. And of course, as always, you can search us on Facebook. All right. With that said, I am Lawrence El Presidente. Don't sue me, Dave Portnoy. Patchman Lang. I'm Bill Murphy. Stay safe. Take care. I am the one and only Marks. Old Ops guy, Halpern. Anyway, Reginald signing off. Let's go, Yankees. Don't get trashed by the Blues this week, please. Let's and go, hey, Bombers. And in and the hey, words of the Pump Master, namaste. 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 And say that to your mama because your mama loves you. What's going on, everyone? Lawrence Patchman Lang here, president of the Sports and Sandy Network, just reminding you to go to our website, www.thesportsandsandynetwork.com where you can read everyone's blogs here on the network and also find about the history of the Sports and Sandy Network.